0: This podcast is brought to you by NBS.FM, the No Bullshit Podcast Network.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow.
0: And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrap the business, raise some funding from some angels, then raise some venture capital, And we've made a number of mistakes along the way. And this podcast is to help you avoid making
1: those same mistakes. Every Monday, we drop an episode where you can follow our journey building expert trades.
0: And every Thursday, I get the pleasure of interviewing awesome guests from the world of business so I can selfishly learn from their journey and you can too.
1: If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: And if you're listening to this show, then you're probably an entrepreneur like me. I know the benefit of surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that help you grow professionally and personally. We've built an amazing community through this podcast. Visit nbs.fm forward slash network to learn how you can get involved.
1: So Adam, before we get started, I made a note, um, which might be the title of today's episode, but... uh, I just made a note of finding answers in Snowdonia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for anyone that... Is that
0: how long it's been since we spoke?
1: Because we're recording yeah. this a little bit later than normal. Yeah. Like, people that is are... Is this going live today? The millions of people that download this episode will be thinking, where's the show? Where don't, was the show this don't morning?
0: Don't exaggerate. The million <laughs> people that download this show.
1: <laughs> Just two commas, guys. That's all. <laughs> um, so you went away... What was it? Last week? Whenever it was? Um...
0: Yeah, not the weekend just gone. So, what's the date today? The 3rd of August? Uh, yes, correct. So, the weekend that's just passed, I was at home. The weekend before that, I went up to Snowdon. So, eight, nine days ago from now.
1: Snowdon? Is it Snowdon? Snowdonia. <laughs> no, the, I think no, Edward Snowdon. <laughs> no,
0: the region is called Snowdonia. The national park is Snowdonia. Okay. You climb Mount Snowdon. Why do you look like I'm lying to I, I, I
1: don't know. I need... Some- for anyone that's listening that knows for sure, can fact check, please email it in to startupdariatnbs.fm. Everyone
0: listening to this right now is saying, just Google it. But we'll do that afterwards, okay?
1: <laughs> anyway, so you went away and it was super focused on a bit of time between you and the wife. Yep. But you came back with... I'm not saying new ideas, but you came back with a, a sense of clarity and you commented on how it, the, it went along the lines of it's strange how when you don't go away with a focus to come back with ideas, mm-hmm. you come back with all the ideas. The idea being that yeah. you've not, you've gone away not to think about work and what's happened is because you've been able to relax and focus on this other task or this other activity, your mind's just kind of gone into autopilot and, solved or come up with potential solutions to problems that, that you've been having in the business. And I thought that might be a good jumping off point or conversation for today's episode.
0: Like it. So have I share with you the eighty five percent rule? Have I talked to you about that? I can't the remember. The
1: eighty five percent. I know the eighty twenty, but I don't know the eighty five.
0: So I nicked this <laughs> off a uh off a podcast actually. It was um awesome interview between tim ferris and hugh jackman and it wasn't like four hours long either so like it was <laughs> it was a digestible amount of time and I, I really like hugh jackman as a as an individual um i've watched some stuff on youtube like behind the scenes of him making stuff like x-men and things like that and um it actually made me want to go and watch the greatest Showman, which i'm looking forward to
1: watching that's on my on my list
0: just because i like him why are you grinning <gasps>
1: <laughs> just the greatest show but I've not I've not seen it so I can't really comment but you did, but you you're fa-
0: you, facially commented as in like this is yeah. what you do about a lot it ju- of film it, and movie it just, and it just looks it
1: just looks a bit cheesy I think is the best way to explain that Right,
0: let's let, watch it and then but it has got um, Hugh Jackman Zac Efron in it? in it as well oh Zac Efron. has it I'm, I'm, a big, a f- I'm
1: a big fan I'm of Zac I'm Zach. not a big fan of Zach. i tell him. you what one of my top ta- Baywatch top, top five films of all time yep. 17 again Never seen it. Oh, mate. It's a classic. Baywatch. Classic. He's in the new
0: Baywatch with... Um, a great film as well. Good film. Who's it? Good film? Was the the uh, Rock. The Rock. Yeah, that's what I'm rocking. Who?
1: Who? Who? <laughs> You're that big guy, Mountain. Dwayne
0: Johnson. I'm trying to remember his <laughs> yeah. real name. Um, Ballers, by the way. Good season. Anyway, so. It's like the old <laughs> days. This it's, yeah. it's a throwback <laughs> it's to your latest <laughs> multimedia <laughs> update. <laughs> um, so on the Tim Ferriss show, uh, he... He talks to Hugh Jackman, and they, they speak about an 85% rule. And I'm going to whistle through it. Largely, I can't remember the details of the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to whistle through uh, this concept. <laughs> but there, there's a sprinter uh, that um, would always break records and win. Mm-hmm. And so, apologies for not remembering the name, because that the detail didn't matter to me on this one. It was more about the concept. And he puzzled everyone. Yeah. Because... In sprinting, the idea is you win in a hundred meter sprint. You win the race in the first forty meters. Was like,
1: yeah, like your your um your launch off the yeah, blocks, like whatever off, off it the is. Block because that- once once the idea being again, this is my lack of knowledge, but my assumption is once you're off the blocks and you're at pace, then. You, pace like, is pace pace is pace yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you can uh, unless you're
0: Usain Bolt who uh, who gets faster <laughs> by the end <laughs> just gains momentum um, so there was this this understanding that the race is won in the first 40 metres and there was this chap who would always win the race but would always be behind the pack or in the last sort of 75% Uh, in the first 40 meters, but he'd win. And no one knew why. No one could work it out. And then technology changed. And they used to have a very wide-angle lens when watching 100-meter sprints, so you could basically see the start and the end. Oh, wow. So it's just from like
1: the the stadium, just looking at the whole thing. Yeah, and
0: then it would track on the side. Mm -hmm. But then they added a camera, which was looking straight down the track, so you'd see the sprinters coming towards you. And this chap, one thing they realized is how he looked and how he ran from... 10 meters to 100 meters didn't change in the slightest. Whereas everybody else, when they hit the 40, 50 meter mark, would start clenching their fists, tensing up, leaning forward. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, you know what I mean? Trying to just push your body to get that 110% yeah, you give it 100%, fuel the engine. Yeah. But this guy would look as calm in 10 meters as he would in 90. And they're like, well, why is that? And then a professor started to sort of review this. And there's this thing called the 85% rule, which they, they sort of coined, which was, if you want your body to actually deliver its peak performance, by trying to deliver 100%, you kind of tense your body up and you don't let it do its best mm. work. And the reason I'm sharing that story is because that kind of, when I, come, when I was going up Snowdon and camping that night, is I wasn't thinking about work. And you, I was, ca- you
1: camped on the summit.
0: Uh, uh, no, because um, COVID, basically, <laughs> Wales was locked down, so we drove as close to Wales as possible and then camped for the night and then got up at four and then went up to Um And obviously, I think about work a lot, but I wasn't thinking about work to try and solve stuff. I had a lot of time to think. Yeah. Up a, up a hill. <laughs> um, so there's a side, there's <laughs> yeah. a side story to this. It terms of me going off track and mm. my dog nearly getting taken away in a waterfall, but that's, that's another story. But... I guess the point I'm trying to make is because I wasn't trying to go, Oh, I need to fix this problem. I need to fix this problem. I kind of just let my brain just wander down paths and just as like thought exercises and working stuff out. And it just gave me a huge sense of clarity on a number of different facets in the business that I'm trying to work out. Mm -hmm. And the timing was interesting and it wasn't on purpose. I didn't know I'd get this takeaway, Um, but it's the end of our quarter. And I guess being honest, that's why we're recording this show the day it's going live. Um, it's just the end of Q one ended uh, in July, and we meet the whole team for the first time in like four months, like 110 days, I think it is or something crazy um, on Wednesday this week. So we're just really busy um, and during this like crunch time, it's normally when things are really stressful for me mm-hmm. um, because i'm I'm trying to review what we've done, package up what we've learned. Uh, and then deploy a strategy over ninety days using OKRs over the next quarter. And I just feel like these little breaks. Because um, I've, I've I've done two now, and I'm I'm doing another one this weekend, which is pretty cool. Logically, is meant to be away on holiday. Um, this thing called COVID here, and we're not. So we're just taking a couple of mm-hmm. doing a couple of four day weeks, which is pretty awesome. Um, but to come back to the point you were making at the very beginning is. It's amazing what happens when you don't apply a huge level of pressure and a really tight time frame to solve a really hard problem. Um, So I just recommend anyone and everyone, if you're working through stuff, I'm a big believer in leaning in and just getting the job done. But learning new skills, taking a breather, getting some fresh air Mm. and just letting your brain do its best work. Uh, was really insightful to me, and I'd probably just recommend it to anyone. I'm not sure if you wanted me to waffle on for that long about your opener. I sort of like- no, I
1: thought I thought that was very interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was an important thing that people should consider sometimes because you can, if you, whatever the problem is that you're trying to solve, you can bang your head against a wall for days on end sometimes, mm-hmm. and then what you'll find is when you almost you settle on something and then sleep on it and then the next day you're like I've, I've got an idea mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing right when you're sleeping on it you're taking a break you're resting your brain's still working doing any task that distracts you is the opportunity for you that, that you rather than distract yourself with a with a mentally challenging task I think that's mm-hmm. the key thing as well don't 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 think let's come back to this problem and try and solve another really hard <laughs> problem because that's not going to help anything you need to do something that's meditative in in one aspect or another. I think that's a really good word for it. Exercising or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. Because I think just because it's not at the front of your brain doesn't mean you're not thinking about it. Mm. I think that's one of the things I'm learning, which is when a problem comes up, rather than like locking in on the problem, I kind of like take, I'm trying to take like a step back from the problem and looking at it objectively. Because I've realized if I just tell my brain the facts, this sounds really weird, by the way, and I get it, but it's working for me. So I want to share it. If I sort of like tell my brain the facts, not the not my opinion on it at that point, <laughs> and it's sort of like, well, here's this thing. Let's put a bell jar on it to use the uh, the thing that came up in the book club the other day, yep. um, which was from uh, from Ross, which was amazing. Um, so let's just look at this objectively, and let's just let it sit there for a bit, and just let it fester, and not in a negative way, but let's just see what the brain comes up with as a solution. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of taking that approach right now because I think to your words, like a meditative state, meditative state, like walking, anything, cooking, whatever you're doing, which allows you to just decompress a little bit. And I'm kind of finding like all these things go on and I'm like, "Mm, that's where new ideas come in.
1: Yeah. You you open yourself up to inspiration when you're not laser focused on, on the problem Mm -hmm. at hand. Right. Because Because something you might see or hear something that, like, like when you try and think back to a thought process of how you got somewhere, sometimes it might have been seeing something on TV, which reminded you of this time you went and did whatever, which is, oh, this is, by the way, the same thing as what, and all of a sudden you've got a solution for how to bring everyone in the office. <laughs> exactly that.
0: And it's the same reason why they say like when you're advertising, you need at least seven brand impressions to make a lasting impact mm-hmm. because you need these subconscious touch points to just then trigger and go oh yeah well, what's the name of my insurance company that I need? and then because you've seen all yep. these brands your brain is always working in the background and I'd probably say one of the one of the most helpful things from a, a mental wellness perspective is I've kind of spent the last 90 days ish just in like war mode which is like just trying to keep things going and pushing things on and keep a morale high and that's like a constant push, 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 push all the time. And I think I'm feeling extra benefit of just decompressing a little bit. So there's probably loads of things that have happened over the last 100 days where I've had to just make a decision because uh, paralysis was not an option. Uh, deep thought was not an option because uh, that's just the nature of wartime. You've just got to get make a decision, rally the troops, get the job done. And we've done that as a team and it's been amazing to be honest looking back and I'm um, side note, if any of the team listens to this podcast, I cannot wait to see you in two days' time.
1: Like, it's going to be really weird. Really really weird. weird. Um, and I'll, I'll touch on that because I'm not sure. Like, t- yeah, well, I, I was just making a note um, just what we were going to talk about next and it, I wanted to kind of bring up, um, m- maybe not to go into too many details, but how, how you're bringing everyone back into the office, mm-hmm. but also we're in Q2 now of OKRs and like lessons learned from uh, last quarter because... I know that some people's OKRs have just had a big line through them, saying yep. "ridiculous." We, what, how, why we thought that even mattered is is insane. And then how we were and what we expected to achieve in the time. So yeah, maybe maybe we can review. Yeah,
0: um, I actually can't remember what I said at the desk this morning because it's just obviously me and you in the office right now. But I said something out loud and you you laughed. <laughs> yeah, you, was, you were like, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I, oh, what was it? It, it was." Um, it was something like I I love these new OKRs that everyone's got. Or something yeah, like really yeah. like keen like that. It was like what? I was like, these OKRs
0: are fucking the best. Yeah. I was just like pumped and I'm reading all this. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at your face and you were like confused while I was getting excited about these OKRs. And then you took a second to think and you were like, I ca I can kinda of get it, because mm. as a CEO to just see the level of refinement gone on in the business over the last I'd probably say 12 months because we're technically on our fourth quarter, weirdly. We started OKRs. Um, no, th- this is the third quarter. Um, wow. Oh, four. Four, yeah. We uh, were introduced to the company a year ago, nearly. Um, so, just seeing...
1: <laughs> I don't think we have a record of the first two Qs, que- do we? <laughs> well,
0: we, we only spoke about that. That was the thing. If you go back and listen, we, we agreed OKRs in the very first iteration we did this and then fucking no one even thought about them for 10 out of 12 weeks. But I got so excited this morning when re- reviewing it. Cause I'm just like, here's what was going through my head is before on an annual basis, I would always say the same thing. And, and you know, it is I'd come back and go, I can't believe how much we've improved and learned in mm-hmm. a year. And I'd never look at the last 12 months negatively in terms of like, Oh, we wasted time on this. We did this. We did this. I'm like, no, no, no. Like look at where we are now in our decision-making process and how we get stuff done and how we're zooming in. Um, and that used to be on an annual cycle. And I think the thing that I realized this morning and got really excited by was we've had a really tough 90 days. We're growing. The culture's great. But I'm getting this feedback loop every 90 days now compared to every year. Mm-hmm. So to your point, looking at Q1s of this financial year for us and our OKRs, I'm like, why the fuck did I set that? What, that, what, what, what? And then I'm picking all these conversations up with people and really just narrowing down the level of focus for us. Um, And I'm looking forward to sharing some of the stuff probably on next week's show around um, key learnings, like how we made mistakes as well as uh, a couple of things we're doing from a culture perspective to rally the team and focus. Uh, I would probably need to just wait a week to put mm-hmm. those on the mics because I want, I kind of want the team to hear them first yeah. <laughs> compared to <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys uh, <laughs> listening to this. Sorry. Um, and then we've just got, we've got a couple of interesting bits of news for the business that are going to be worth sharing. Um, so I think one thing that we said, I don't know like five weeks ago, which was, there's not much new going on in the business. Um, Interestingly, there's not going to be much new going on in the business from a, hey, we're doing new initiatives, but we've got a lot of cool stuff going on right now. Uh, and I'm really, I don't know the right word, proud. It might be proud. I'm really proud of the position that we found ourselves in at the end of the courts. I remember the feeling going into Q1, which was uh, like, give me the war paint and let's see how we come out the other side of this. Like jumping into the trenches, it felt like. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was uncertainty at its peak for everyone, for everyone in the country, everyone in the world. I know that. It's not, we're not a snowflake. It's going on across the world. When you run your own business, you, f- you feel it. And I actually probably feel a little bit worse for people that aren't in control of the business. I think the one thing that kept me sane is the decisions I make will decide the outcome. I'm speaking to some people now that are in other jobs and it's like been let go completely out of their yeah. control that's tough but I remember the feeling of going into Q1 and I think I just you pro- people probably hear it in my voice because people know me by now they probably just sense like a I feel a little bit lighter I feel a lot happier mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot going on which I'm really looking forward to sharing um, but I probably just need like another week to to share it with the, with the podcast I've got to share it with the team first <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 th- I think it's definitely only fair
1: yeah, and I think uh, something to come back to as well will be because I know we spoke probably two, maybe three episodes ago about mm-hmm. um, productizing the service or or whichever whichever way around. No, 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 you nailed it. Yeah, um, but like even now, like that's progressed further, and I think it'd be interesting to talk about that. Yeah,
0: so I think I think what would be great is to get Sam on the show um, yeah. potentially in the next couple of weeks because. Uh, actually Sam came around my house on Saturday to to go through this with me. Just for the invite. <laughs> we had I'm uh, busy this weekend, so don't try and try and it. Danny, <laughs> like, I didn't know that, that your event had been cancelled, bro. Um, yeah, we had amazing bacon sandwiches as well. All oh, right, just uh, come on, let's move um, forward. But we'll, we'll talk about the productized <laughs> services bits. I guess I guess one thing I, I would like to share with people just to think about and maybe I'll I'll go in a little bit more detail so future show me and Sam and you will talk about that and the process we're going mm-hmm. through because I think it's again exciting I think it's just the, the right avenue for the business to put it into perspe- put to put it in perspective um, we in the last three and a half four years we've done 55 different products for brands uh, and we we finally got it down to three uh, over the last eight weeks we've zoomed oh, yeah. in zoomed in zoomed in and got it down to three Um and how we package those up is an interesting exercise right now. So I'd love to share that journey because uh, it's all new to me, to be honest.
1: Um, yeah. And we've already, we've already spoke briefly about that and given an example of how we, we had 12 things. And I think we even mentioned that we're trying to refine it further. So yeah. to, to, to zoom in on where we've ended up will be really interesting.
0: I think that'll probably be a long show. Uh, I think that'll be a good long show to just, to, to, I guess I'll do a bit of pre-work on that to document it. But before we wrap up today, I just want to share one, I guess one podcast uh, for you guys to go and listen to, which has really helped me in terms Mm -hmm. of just my thinking right now.
1: Dad knows best.
0: (laughs) 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 Subscribe. (laughs) Uh, Interestingly, a a shameless book for DKB. I'm in the process of trying to teach my kids now. Well, my oldest Riley about money. Um, So that's an interesting exercise. So if you want to follow on that journey, uh, head over to the podcast, Uh, subscribe to dad knows best. I look forward to sharing that. Um, Got another shameless plug at the end, but I'll leave it to the end. Otherwise, it's just going to sound like an ad. I, I think for a podcast for people to go and listen to um, is Masters of Scale, uh, which is by Reed Hoffman. I like the guy because he's a good communicator and good storyteller. Um, Sam doesn't like the podcast. I think he says on a, on our book club actually, um, he doesn't like the podcast. He says it's too scripted. I get it. It's very produced. It's very different to this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, just to jump on the production thing for a second, you. It, I think high quality production for podcasts is a bit of a a marmite for people. Mm -hmm. They either like the rawness in air quotes that podcasts normally bring where it's like people just having general conversations, but then people can be on the other side of that spectrum where they just, they they don't want people just riffing. They want structure and they just want high production, you know, but it caters to all
0: exactly this is this is one that even we, if you don't we're like on, we're very strongly <laughs> on one side of that
1: scale <laughs> and if you listen
0: to just this show you'll know which, one, which side we sit on mm-hmm. um, but I just recommend it I, I think it was a great episode for all entrepreneurs to listen to um, it was published on the 21st of July called Let Fires Burn um, and it was with a lady called Selena um, who was a participatory uh, took part in companies like Evite and SurveyMonkey, and the, the whole thing was letting fires burn in the business and understanding which fires to attend to and which fires to let simmer on. And I think when I listened to it, I was like, hold the phone. We have a, we have a value within our culture here at Expert Trades, which is be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I need to refine that because we need to make sure that we choose where to place our energy in a much more focused way. And just because we're not delivering the traction we want across all of our products and services, we have got into our, a state of this is a fire. Let's fight it. Let's fight mm-hmm. it. Let's fight it, which is, which is great. I want people to, to feel like strap on firefighter. Let's go put this thing out. But when I listened to that podcast, I really took away that some fires in the business, you've got to let burn example, the, the PayPal one, which was when PayPal was growing, uh, and it started to hit real scale, is people were having problems with the website, people were having problems with withdrawals. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but this is what actually happened in PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically understood that unless they get to a, a certain critical mass of users and proving out the commercials of their business, they were going to run out of money. Because I don't know if people remember, they the way PayPal grew was they basically give you $10 to use PayPal really effective way to get a customer give them money um, but it kind of showed people like just how easy it was to transfer money so they gave someone money to use the service got that light bulb moment cool but they needed to get a critical mass of users to make the whole thing work and get it to profitability and they were getting thousands of inbound emails of customer service and read one of the they called the PayPal Mafia which was like the founders of PayPal um, they they said listen team. Reply to no customer service emails. If we focus on that right now, which is where I can see everyone spending their time and people are getting drained with it, taking your energy away, uh, we're going to be out of business. So stop replying to the emails as of today. <laughs> so <laughs> and this is drastic and I get it. And this they cover it off in the in the show and then I, there's some interesting things online about this story, which I, which I thought was interesting. Um, so then they kind of go, okay, no customer service emails. But then people found the PayPal phone number. So then people would be randomly <laughs> dialing PayPal's office and hitting random extensions and uh. phones would ring. So then they were like, what do we do now? And they went, disconnect the phones. So they disconnected the <laughs> phones because they had such a laser focus of we have to get to profitability and scale, otherwise we're going out of business. And if we go out of business, all of that support doesn't matter. Mm. So that is a hu- that would feel like a huge burning fire in the business. But- re- yeah, Because was- you
1: would equate- Pro- customer having problem we're not going to grow because these are all going to have problems and then they're just mm-hmm. going to leave the service right
0: yeah but what they saw is they had this viral loop of growth mm-hmm. with the ten dollars they're like let's just focus on this because we know if we get to this peak here we can then solve all these issues so they turn the phones off and use mobiles <laughs> uh, and then he tells a funny story which was like someone actually found the office address <laughs> uh, and people came to the office and uh, a woman comes upstairs and is like, uh, there's a really big guy. He's like six foot five downstairs and he's really not happy. So Reed remembers looking around the office and saying, who's the biggest guy I can <laughs> take down <laughs> with me? Uh, and we think of PayPal as we think of companies of having everything buttoned up all the mm-hmm. time. Um, not true, simply not true. Uh, but what they did is they hit that scale uh, they, they hit that scale, they hit that profitability and then they went and then flew out and set up a customer service center and then resolved all the issues. Mm. If they'd focus on issues first, they would have gone out of business. So I guess it just helped me have another lens or check in place yeah. to say, is this a fire I actually need to put out now? And I'm trying to work out what that criteria criteria looks like because when you're a founder, every part of the business feels personal. Mm verify we're not getting the traction that we want or this value gap is being created, the office package. Why is this, why is this one guy having these, all these issues with his Samsung tablet that's nine years old? Like we need to, guys, all development effort, fix the Samsung tablet It's <laughs> nine years old. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's like, <laughs> like that's what it can feel uh, like. Yeah. And that's the extreme Definitely. example, but that's what happens because everything feels extremely emotional. But you have to realize you have limited resources, limited time, limited, limited energy. So what fires do we not attend to and revisit later on. I think it was a great podcast. I recommend everyone go and listen to it. Hopefully that puts some light on it as well.
1: Cool. Let's um, let's leave it there because I feel like we've teased plenty of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you want to get in touch, got any questions, uh, <laughs> comments, or if your tablet isn't playing this podcast <laughs> like it should, you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm. And if they want to join the network, Adam, what do they do? Where do they go? Hopefully at the top of the show that we had a little bit of a teaser of
0: what the network is. We do. So at the point of recording this, the network got together and once a month we get together and we talk about a specific book. And you might think, well, I can read books my own time, but here's what happens when you read a book. You take your own takeaways from it. You might start a book and not really enjoy it. You put some smart people in a room to discuss the topics of a book and it becomes a really insightful conversation. You can dilute a book down to what you're really trying Mm -hmm. to take away from it book club last week was amazing and if you listen to this and you remember super appreciate your time it was awesome those people taking part in that book club are part of the network i have learned the power of community through expert trades that's what we've built mm-hmm. our business on and moving that into mbs if you care about growing professionally or personally you need people around you that are like-minded and you need people to hold you accountable and call you out on your bullshit So if you want to be part of a community that is actually there to support you, not like a Facebook group where you've got 3,000 members and you're a lurker and you post something and you get no engagement or you get some guy trying to sell you a fucking cheap website in the comments. Like that's not what this is. What this is, is professional people that care about you, that will hold you accountable to make you more successful. If that sounds of interest, super simple. Head to nbs.fm forward slash network. All the information is there. Go and check it out. I honestly think it's probably the best it's like I think it's five pounds a month is it just five a year five pounds a month and that's because if you pay something you value it and it's also your way of supporting the show so if you got Mm -hmm. this far in the show Harry needs new equipment Mm. he keeps asking for new tech he wants to make (laughs) the show even better So it's your way of supporting the show. So whether you want to be part of a great community of professionals or you just say, guys, I'm probably just going to be a lurker in that group too, but I want to support the show, mbs.fm forward slash network. We'd love to have you, one, take part, and two, we want to thank you for your support. Head over there. And last, shameless plug of this show. (laughs) I'm in sales mode, guys. You know what mood I'm in, by the way, when I try and sell stuff and I'm really like positive positive. That's because things are going well right now. Not put out fires. What I'm saying is, we've got a new show.
1: Just, just so everyone knows, he's leaning forward. It's I'm getting like, lean- very intense. <laughs> I'm, I'm the in only th- one that's really getting the full show here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning in, Harry. Harry, we've got a new show called Five by Five.
1: We do. We do. What do you think of it? It's fantastic. It's blowing up as well. So if it's you look at great. if
0: you look at the graph on Five by Five, it's upwards and to the right. Um, exponential, exponential, some might exponential say. growth. And here's the thing. I know that you're busy, and I know that you don't want another one-hour show from MBS. I know that right now, but here's what you do want.
1: But stick around <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. <laughs>
0: but here's what you do want. What you want is new interest and information into your podcast player every single weekday, mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, because Tim Ferris, we have enough time to listen to one Tim Ferriss show a year. That's it. But if you want to find out some new skills, new topics, and potentially learn about stuff that... You never knew you had an interest in, but you go, actually, fucking hell, crocheting is interesting. And then we started off on a new journey, started off on a new topic, and we've put a great guy in front of you. Guys, five by five. Head over to your podcast player of choice. And here's the catch. It's fucking difficult to find. (laughs) (laughs) In the podcast player, it is a nightmare because when we named it- If you
1: search NBS- That's the way. Search search NBS and you'll see the podcast that we do. Five by five being one of them.
0: We've got three shows. We've got five by five, which is the one you're going to pause right now. Search for MBS in your podcast player. It's a nice blue screen, blue app icon. <laughs> I can't believe how this is going. This is like one of those late night TV commercials. Guys,
1: whoever makes it to the very end is going to win a trip. To- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, if
0: you're still listening, why <laughs>
1: <laughs> go download Pause five, five. <laughs> guys we're playing
0: with you guys thank you so much for being a subscriber of the show and thank you for pausing this show right now <laughs> this is called the loop uh, people can't believe uh, what's going on they can't believe it's in their ear drums, but listen, this is where they
1: keep listening now because they think surely, this surely they didn't a, mean to leave this in they, I know, oh, well, this just, was left in this was left me. in
0: but uh, listen I know one thing that's true right now just try and find a mirror you're smiling you know why you're smiling because you know there's a brand new podcast <laughs>